Hello there, everyone. It is Nurse Mo, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with me today, and we are on episode 85, and today we're talking about some key attitude adjustments to make before you start nursing school. So before we hop into that, it is time for our listener shout-out. Today's shout-out goes to Beth, who left this very kind review on Apple Podcasts, and she says, Your podcasts have been so helpful. I have been an LPN for eight years and returned to an accelerated RM program, and when I'm driving, the two hours to my clinicals are on the way to work. These podcasts have clarified so much material I have to absorb in a very small amount of time. Thank you for breaking them down and making sense of the textbook and how to apply to my daily nursing assignments. You're a nursing student lifesaver. Thank you so much, Beth. That is so sweet. That totally made my day. So if you guys want to be on our listener shout out, all you have to do is go to wherever you listen to the podcast, rate and review, and you might be the very next person that I say hi to on the podcast. So today we're diving into a topic that will help you make a successful transition from being a pre-nursing student to being a successful nursing student because it really is a very different animal. Even if you are the very best, most successful student in your prereqs, Some things may need to shift in order for you to enjoy that same level of success in nursing school. So I'm going to talk you through five very easy attitude adjustments, mindset adjustments that will really get you into the right frame of mind to conquer nursing school and thrive throughout your program. Okay, so are you ready? The number one thing that you can do to adjust your mindset or your attitude for nursing school is to learn to be flexible. I know a lot of you are probably like me in that you're very detail-oriented, you're really organized, you like planning things out in advance, and that is great. I'm just going to say that nursing school sometimes requires a little bit more flexibility. So if you go into it with this attitude that you are flexible, it is going to save you a lot of frustration and a lot of anxiety as well. For instance, many times our professors would change things at the last minute. The time of a class, the location of a class, a plan for what we were doing that day, whatever it was, and I just had to learn to let it go and be flexible. Assignments would get changed, due dates moved, A lot of times the lecture slides would be posted right before class started rather than, you know, the day before, like we had gotten used to. Clinical assignments could be changed at the last minute. Whatever it is, just take a deep breath, try to relax, know that you're going to get from point A to point B regardless. Sometimes you might take a little bit of a detour, but that's okay. 
because now you're a very flexible person. And this is actually a really good lesson to learn because as a nurse, I guarantee you, you're going to have to be flexible way more as a nurse than you are as a student. Whatever your day starts out like is hardly ever how your day ends up. So learning flexibility, learning to go with the flow, learning to react in a dynamic environment are key things that are going to serve you well in school and beyond. And I know this sounds really kind of silly, but I'm just, I'm a planner person. Those of you that know me know that I love planners. I even designed a planner for nursing students and I love writing things in my planner and being on top of my schedule and knowing what I'm going to be doing ahead of time. And so for nursing school, I would say if you're a planner person, you need to write in pencil or in some kind of erasable pen, because if it bothers you to have a messy looking planner, then definitely just know that things are changing a lot in nursing school. Use a pencil or like a friction pen, something that you can erase. And if you use a digital system, then it's easy enough to switch it around. So lesson number one, learn to be flexible. Okay, number two, mindset or attitude shift for nursing school is I want you to try your best to embrace the idea of getting to bed early or at least not at 2 a.m. every single night. So nursing school requires a lot of early morning stuff. Clinicals for sure. I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning to get to my clinicals on time. Um, Other people maybe didn't live as far away as I did, maybe could get up at 5 or 5.30, but I always had to get up at 4.30 in the morning, which is an ungodly early hour. Also, there'll be lectures at 7 or 8 a.m., labs, exams, all of those things. So if you're the type of student who used to take afternoon classes and stay up until 2 or 3 in the morning studying, you're going to have to shift that because you are going to be getting up early, at least for clinicals and quite likely for your exams and lectures. So Getting up at 4.30 in the morning is really hard. I know you need to embrace it because guess what? When you're working as a nurse, if you're not on night shift and you're working a day shift, you will be getting up really early and you just have to get out of this habit of staying up really late. So one of the things I talk about a lot in my book is getting to bed by a certain time every night. I believe my goal when I was a student was to be in bed by, I think 11 was my drop dead latest time I would ever get to bed, but I was usually in bed by 10 o'clock every single night. And I honestly, when I was looking at my schedule and how I was going to spend my time each and every day, everything boiled down to, if I do this, What does that do to my bedtime? I am not even kidding. I looked at everything from the standpoint of how long it would take, how it would fit in with everything else I needed to get done that day, and what it would do to my bedtime. And for me, my bedtime was non-negotiable. And I am very proud to say that I did get to bed by no later than 11 o'clock, most likely, most days, 10 p.m., 
all throughout nursing school. So if I can do it, you guys can do it too. And then I was able to get up at 4.30 in the morning and go to clinicals. So if you're a night owl, you may need to shift that because if you don't, you're going to be pretty miserable with those early morning classes, labs, clinicals, and exams. Okay, the number three and probably the most important mindset or attitude shift for a new nursing student is to leave your competitive attitude at the door. So if you're like me and you're in an area where the nursing schools are very impacted and they're highly competitive, you're probably a very competitive student in your prereqs, all through anatomy, all through microbiology, chemistry, et cetera, all of it, because you had to be, because there's only so many spots and you were vying for one of those spots. I remember I got my notification that I had been accepted into the program a few minutes before I went in to take my final in my statistics class. I was in the library and doing some I don't even think I was doing last minute studying because my brain does not operate like that. I think I was just relaxing and doing something else, checking email, obviously, before my exam started. And I got my congratulations email and I was so happy and my relief from that, a lot of that feeling of relief came from knowing I didn't have to be so competitive anymore that I could let that go because by nature, I'm not competitive. I'm very collaborative. And so once I knew I had my spot, then my true nature to be more collaborative could shine through. And I ended up just embracing that when I was in nursing school. And that's essentially what started straight A nursing was just my desire to help others and to be a team player and collaborate with others so that we can all be our very best. So many, many nursing schools are turning applicants away, long wait periods, highly impacted, highly competitive. So I get it. You're under a lot of pressure to get into a program. And, you know, in those prereqs, you felt that pressure. You had to get all A's. You had to score really high on your admission exams. But now it's time for you to take a deep breath and relax a little bit. You're in. Now, I'm not saying relax your standards for how hard you work, but you can let that competitive edge go. So one of the things that you're going to learn pretty quickly, especially when you're in clinicals, is that nursing is a team sport. You're all in it together, and the only way to survive is by cooperating and helping one another. You're going to do better in school if you share and work with your classmates versus try to show them up or be the best in the class. So sharing notes, sharing um time with uh, group studying, quizzing each other, doing group projects, etc., helping each other out in clinical, all of it will go a long way towards teaching you valuable skills that you will use as a nurse and just taking that edge off so that you can enjoy nursing school a little bit more than maybe you enjoyed your prerequisites. I know I certainly did.
Okay, so the number four attitude shift for a pre-nursing to nursing student is, and I'm not saying that this is you, but if you've had any kind of a, I don't want to say know-it-all attitude, but if you have been very bright and aware of how bright you are, I want you to try to have a little humbleness going into this. Um, Nobody likes to know it all and humility will go a long way for you. So even though you are incredibly bright and I know you are and you are really book smart, when you're in the hospital and you're learning hands-on nursing from someone with a lot more experience than you, Adopting a humble and thankful attitude is going to go a lot farther than somebody who you hear stories about students who are not receptive to being taught in the clinical setting because they think they know everything. They think they know it because they read it in a book. And I'm just here to tell you right now that that will not go very far at all in the clinical setting. So one of the truths that you'll learn right away is that things in the hospital are not done always as they are done in uh, school, in your lab, um, in your hypothetical hospital world that's on your exams. And that's okay. There is more than one way to skin a cat, I always say. There's more than one way to get something done. Now, you're going to be learning things a certain way at school, and then if you go into clinical and it's different, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong. It's just different. So I always say learn the new way or the different way that someone is teaching it. Be humble, be gracious. That will take you a lot farther than being closed off, judgmental, or critical of somebody who knows vastly more than you do about whatever it is that you're doing in your clinical situations. And then that leads me to number five, which is learning to accept criticism with grace. So when you're working with your clinical professors, they are so very watchful of you because they want you to be safe. They want your patients to be safe. And you're going to get feedback a lot of times that might not be what you want to hear. It's not always going to be glowing exuberant reviews of how amazing you are, even though you are completely amazing. But there's going to probably be things that are growth opportunities for you, things that you missed, things that you could do better. You kind of have to get used to getting called out on your shortcomings. You know, your clinical professor at the end of the day might just bluntly say, why didn't you chart this? Why didn't you assess that? Why didn't you do that? You need to have the ability to not get defensive, which can be hard for some people to learn, nor do you want to offer excuses. The best thing to say is, I will do that right now, or something that is proactive in that way. Thank you for your feedback. I will get right to that. I had the world's scariest clinical professor, you guys. I'm not even kidding. Super scary. She was retired military and 
After she retired from the military, she became a scary-as-heck clinical professor, and I loved her dearly, it turned out, because she just wanted me to be a safe nurse, and that was her number one priority, and I will never, ever forget her best advice to me was when after she had, you know, questioned me on my shortcomings right there at the nurse's station, she said, be accurate, be thorough. Be accurate, be thorough. And so every time my scariest head clinical professor gave me any criticism, I always said the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, I understand. Thank you. Always said thank you because she was doing her job. Her job was to let me know what my shortcomings were. Her job was to keep me safe. Her job was to keep my patients safe. I can't imagine how stressful that must have been for her with all of us first semester nursing students running around the hospital, not really knowing what the heck we were doing. But under her very watchful eye and her ability to quickly find our shortcomings and call us out on them and make us aware of them so that we could improve we became the nurses that we are today. So when your clinical professors or any professor provides you with feedback, you might view it as criticism and that's fine, but really it's feedback. I want you to view it as they're doing their job to help you be an amazing nurse. So be graceful, be gracious, say thank you. Don't get defensive. Don't offer excuses. It's proactive and gratitude. Okay. So those are five attitude adjustments that if you make those shifts in your mindset, shifts in your attitude, you can go a long way towards being an amazing, successful nursing student. So let's recap what those are real quick. The number one is learning to be flexible. Okay, you're going to take a deep breath and you're going to go with the flow when your clinical assignment changes at the last minute or whatever it is. And you're going to view this as practice for when you're working your very first 12-hour shift on your own and you have to be flexible as all get out. Okay, learning to be flexible. Number two Move away from being that night owl that sleeps in to being that early to bed, early to rise, go-getter that you were meant to be. (laughs) And then number three, if you've been competitive and viewing other people as the enemy, you're going to switch that and be more collaborative and look at others as team members who can all help one another succeed. And then number four, you're going to be humble. You're going to accept other people's knowledge with humility. And then number five, you're going to accept your criticism gracefully. So if you're looking for more ways that you can really adopt successful habits of nursing students who are doing well in their programs, I invite you to get my free guide, The 11 Habits of Successful Nursing Students, which is available on my website at straightanursingstudent.com. I will also link to it. This guide not only tells you what these 11 habits are, but it also provides a little workbook so that you can identify how you are going to incorporate those 11 habits into your 
life as a nursing student. So that's free and that is available at straightanursingstudent.com. And then there's also my book, Nursing School Thrive Guide, which is available on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and you search for Nursing School Thrive Guide, it will definitely come up. And take the time to look through some of the reviews like this one from Mrs. E who says, five stars, you need this book. I'm heading into my second year of nursing school for the second time. Yes, you read that right. I needed to repeat a semester. This book is amazing for any semester of nursing school or your new nursing career. I absolutely love this book. Time management has been the best part so far. Excellent examples of what to do when you enter a patient's room and how to efficiently prioritize your day. I wish I had bought this book my first semester. I can tell it is going to be very useful. So thank you, Mrs. E, for that great review. And then another customer who did not leave their name but is in Canada says, this is a must-have for a guideline to nursing school. This book is amazing. It gives so many amazing pointers for before, during, and after nursing school. I love how there are many different small sections, but the amount of information is incredible for such a small book. I will be starting nursing school in a few months, and I don't think I would have felt as prepared as I am after reading this book. I have all of my stuff organized to a because of this book. So the Nursing School Thrive Guide, you guys, as you can tell, really takes people through how to prepare for school, how to be organized, um, a lot about prioritizing time management, setting up systems, what clinicals are like, what the different courses are like, just a whole breadth of information in a quick little book called Nursing School Thrive Guide, again, that you can get on Amazon if you're looking for a way to get even more prepared for nursing school that comes highly recommended by people like Mrs. E and my friend from Canada here. And I know some of you may have found the podcast before you actually found my website. So I just wanted to let you know that I have a whole website about all the stuff that we talk about here on the podcast and then some, and that is at straightanursingstudent.com. So go check that out. There's all kinds of downloadable things. And if you also learn well by reading, uh, most of these, if not all of these podcast episodes have a written component to it somewhere on the site. Make use of the search bar. I guarantee you that if you type most things end of the search bar, you'll find something about that topic. And if you don't see it, then shoot me an email and we'll add it to the list of upcoming topics. So I hope that this has been helpful for you and that you're starting to think about how you might transition into the mindset of a successful nursing student. And if you've got a mindset tip or trick that I didn't mention, I would love to hear about it. Send me an email at hello at straightanursingstudent.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, I appreciate you guys spending your very precious free time with me today. And I will see you next week when we talk about, let's see... Ooh, this is a good one. Surviving skills checkoff and simulation lab. Two things that for a lot of nursing students cause intense, intense anxiety, even fear. You guys, it's a it can be really scary to be under that level of scrutiny. So I'm going to talk you through some strategies for surviving your skills checkoffs 
and your simulation lab experiences. So I will see you back here, same time, same place next week. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. 